what stayed with you? And some of this is rhetorical, but also at the same time, really feel free to blow up the chat as much as you'd like with your thoughts. And like I said, today is more, even more engagement heavy. So you could, if you want to raise your hand, you can wave at the camera or you could, you could um, do the hand raising thing and you feel free to speak um, some of your thoughts as well. If you have some feedback or questions and whatnot, feel free to interrupt us. Is what I'm saying. This is that space today for that. So um, we yet last week a lot about how sound and music affects the mind and body, and be best practices for music-centered engagement. We did a lot of just appreciating music. This week we're playing with music. We just did it. Before it was a lot of talking about how can we just talk about uh, our favorite mood playlist or a song share, which is literally just music appreciation. Just how do we listen to music together? But today you already stepped into how do we make music together? And it doesn't even need any skill sets or any um, anything but just a simple structured exercise that anyone could could lead um, and appreciating the small parts of it that, you know, did we sing some complicated melody? No, we just we just gave some kind of element of life to a word that we already know how to say and gave it some time. Um, was it perfectly in time? That's not even the point. Um, well, you'll hear us say a lot today about you know, creating music is not about performing. Performing is very different than singing. Performing is very different than creating. Uh, we're in a spaces where we want to feel safe to create and to sing and to make music, not to perform. It's never a performance. That's not what this is. Um, so going back to the four questions we asked last week, we just want to ask if you felt like you noticed, what did you notice about how you listen to music and listening to a conversation and how they differ, how they're the same. What I love about what just happened now and what I love about music is music's one of the few places where you can be listening and engaging at the same time. If I was to be talking and Kate were to be talking and we're talking about our weekend story to each other exactly at the same time over each other, there's a strong likelihood that we're not going to be processing anything the other person's saying. But right now, it turns into what's called counterpoint or a fugue. It turns into a jigsaw puzzle when we're singing patterns and then another pattern comes in. There's relationship. While you're creating and vibrating, you're also opening your ears and listening. And it's so symbiotic and the synergy of, of listening to music and playing it with it at the same time is nothing like what a real just normal vocal conversation could be. There's, there's a, another piece to this, which, which involves regulation and co-regulation and even co-dysregulation. So the idea that we can use uh, an exercise like this to, to create the, in, in this simultaneous way, we can start to create a, a mirroring both emotionally and, and in, in the moment you know, sound and, and time, but, but uh, this idea of, of modeling uh, regulation and co-regulation. So true. Um, another question we asked last week, uh, did you play music to change your or match your mood? Did you do any of the mood playlist things we were asking about too last week? It was a um, homework assignment that we're not asking for your to turn in your homework or anything, but just encourage you to play with. Um, if you, Or do you already have a playlist that like, as a matter of fact, if you guys wanted to share in the chat, like it's like I have a, you know, the, this is the the playlist I have or for this kind of thing. For example, 
I tend to try to turn on classical music when I'm driving through traffic. Um, and I'm not even the biggest classical music fan, despite I live in that world. But it's just like, that's going to get me through wanting to tear my hair out. Um, <laughs> and so uh, did you do any music with a client this week from just from your time? Anything Beatles helps me. Thank you. I just wanted to add one thing about both what what both of you just said. And I think you get to you're getting to the heart of of the matter here, which is that when we enter into music, if it's it, whichever way we do it, it drops us in to a connection of our humanity of our you know that that we're people and it takes us out for a minute of away from the goals we might be or the expectations or what we think are supposed to happen and it allows us to to drop right in for a moment of our shared our shared humanity beautiful um and i think some of you already spoke to this but did a song come to mind when you were listening to a client's story um, another interesting approach and another in entry point and another way in new genres and the fact that a client can open up a, a, a provider and and say, you know, hey, uh, this is a thing you should check out. And it's it's such an exchange, you know, that just puts us all on an equal placing, equal setting. That's, that's such beautiful about kind of just the listening together process. I, we always say uh, and, uh, music is the greatest equalizer. And since we work in Skid Row, I often say to people, um, if you take one person from Skid Row and one person from Beverly Hills, you put them in the same room and ask them to sing the same note, you're going to get one glorious sound. Um, because the music doesn't see race, it doesn't see gender, sexuality, it doesn't see economic and socio disadvantages. In some ways, music t can be bigger than all of that, so it can connect us through all of that. Um, and uh, of course, our diverse journeys are also the reason why we should be doing them together. So anyways, that's part of our, our world um, all the time and informs us. So continuing through some review, this is just from review from last week. We're going to kind of plow through some of these a little bit because we don't want to take too much time with the didactic stuff, but we just want to remind you that it's here. Social emotional learning. You have the wheel here. Um, these slides are available to you to continue to explore. This just helps us to connect what engagement is doing what for us and for our client. And remind, reminding ourselves that even though it's learning and this is used a lot in educational for you know K through 12, that this continues to um, relate to adult learning as well. Um, and the arts is just so powerful in implementing multiple versions, multiple legs of the wheel at the same time. Uh, Kate, I'll let you um, continue the review for the next few slides. Uh, yes, and I was just I was just thinking, uh, Rebecca, what you just shared and how how many places on that social emotional learning wheel that client uh, entered into. Um, uh, so that uh, again, like the music itself is, is so fundamental. It, it can really help us to to get um, get to these places. Um, Aces again is adult. Uh, adverse adverse childhood experiences and how that impacts um, our health as adults. Um, also, we, we talked briefly about positive 
and adverse childhood experiences, looking at the whole person and all of their all of their lives. Um, and these are just in, invitations. I, I think I mentioned to you last time, Nadine Burke Harris has a great TED talk. Uh, the, these are really beautiful um, things to look further into to have a, a better sense of, of a bigger picture of the individual that and the and the families and the groups that we're working with. Um, the next one is also, um, I think, Leah, what's the next one? The body keeps the score? Uh, no, sorry about that. Wait. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> body keeps the score. Again, I, I think I mentioned last time, this one took away this whole idea of shame, you know, that I should have known better, that I should be able to um, deal with things in a different way when I've, uh, when now that I know, though, that my, my, uh, basic certain areas of my brain go offline when I'm triggered, then my, my job is to try to find ways to get my whole brain online so I have, I have access to both my internal resources and my external resources. Uh, we have a, a, a sheet of, of research and links that uh, we will be giving you that has ways for you to look further into, into this. Um, and the next one is, um, uh, again, similar to the body keeps the score, but the nervous system, like the whole, the nervous system goes both ways. I have a gut feeling about something. So my body informs my, my brain and my brain informs my body and learning how to navigate that and which tools uh, help me uh, very quickly to settle the nervous system so I can and be be more present. Um, and again, some of these, uh, most of these links will be in the um, in this document uh, that you can look do further research in. And music being that tool, the reason that Liav and I are here talking to you about music is because it's one of these things that stimulates the entire brain. Lots of things can happen there. And so then music becomes a bridge and music becomes this thing that can embody the ideas. So we talk a lot about trauma-informed care, but there's so much more than that. It's important to know what happened to someone and then what did they do with it? You know, what's working? How, how have you survived what you just told me that you went through? Or if you even can't tell me what you just went through, I, I, I know some things from your history. How is it that you're sitting here with me? What, what's going on? Where, what is pulling you through? Um, and again, Lumos uh, transforms and the, and the Resilience Toolkit is something to look, look into. DHS uh, just gave them a, a really big contract. So I think we're going to be hearing more from them. Um, so uh, then I think, what's next, Leov? Um, so, right, so here's a poll. Um, we wanted to just, so if there is anybody here that this is your first week with us, then we apologize because that just went by really fast. But we're counting on a large percentage of us here and we're recognizing many of you <laughs> that are back for the second week. So we wanted to know which one of these was resonating most for your practice. And um, you can, we're going to implement that poll now. You can go ahead whenever you're ready. Um, and uh, we're also wanting to acknowledge that it might be none of the above, and that's okay too. Um, but just want to see which one, which one feels like it's the most relevant, the most um, 
focus or, or something that's capt just capturing your curiosity, maybe, if anything. There we, we go. Also, we also appreciate that, and I think we said this last week too, we, we have a lot of information that we're sharing with you and it's not necessary to remember it all or to, to grasp it all, but just to notice where, what sparks your curiosity? What's, what's a, a definite hit, hit you know, to relevance to what you're working with and noticing right now in your work and in your life? So this is what we're curious about. And the slides will help uh, and the handouts will help to, to uh, give you more ways to, uh, to find out more about them. Um, yeah, and I, we're also recognizing that some people might be in the space really feeling clear about some of these um, resources and some, mm -hmm. and, 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 and maybe you can, you can speak to one of these and teach it yourself. And, um, and then so that might be how it feels like it's resonant for you while others might mark one answer because it's the least, it's the least familiar and it's the thing you're most curious about. So we're just taking a minute to recognize that as well. But um, we just, we're just curious to know which one of these feels like it speaks to this space and use that as a lens and the context for as we go through the music practices later. This is what we're seeing. A lot of us are focused on the healing centered engagement. You know, I, that's one of the ones I've recently kind of explored myself too, because spend so much time on the trauma versus on the, on the, it's like this, it's similar to positive, childhood adverse ex childhood experiences too like making sure we're finding on the what's working not just what's not working um kate do you have anything to speak to this no i i feel this i feel the same way i was so uh i was so glad to hear about healing centered engagement um as as the next step uh of of trauma-informed care and i think it really it really serves all of us to be thinking about ways um, to to continue to engage people and empower them with their own stories, with their own success um, and their own strengths. So thanks for thanks for uh, letting us know about this because that also informs how we move forward. When we're appreciating um, that nobody hit the none of the above, so that's good. <laughs> <laughs> okay, guys, we're gonna move on here. Um, so this is marking the beginning of a little bit of time with each other to start some practice together. We did a little bit at the opening, but that was our time for review. So we introduced this to you last time. We want to use it to open the space again before we start asking you all to do more um, intensive practices with us. The way that we've been facilitating this is inviting people to popcorn their mics, meaning that you open your mic and you just pick one of you go down the line sequentially. And you know what the thing is, is that it's not you, you don't know who's going to go next, who's going to take the next one or not. And want to invite you to just listen to the space and then go. And also, I always say duets are invited. Um, so if you start a line and someone else started it and you guys are jumping over each other, then just keep going through and perhaps even see if you can do it together. It just gives an opportunity for a duet. So I'm inviting everyone to sh read these community agreements out loud. Go ahead, just unmute your mic when you're ready and hit the hit whichever line is is next and go ahead. 
Um, okay, thank you for doing this. And we also want you to, of course, appreciate the agreements themselves. Um, <laughs> and you feel free to steal, use for your own spaces when you create spaces. If there's anything here that's unclear, let us know. For example, this, the second one, it's it's always a positive thing to always speak in the in the first person versus speaking in the second or third person when you're dealing with some conflict management or having to speak to something that's a powerful feeling um, without feeling rushed say just enough is a great way to ask there's sometimes you run into a client who doesn't stop talking and can quote unquote especially if you're in a group practice they can hijack the space um, by just by filling up all of the silence with what their thoughts are and so this helps to um, with that uh, the mentally rehearsing one was new for me too that was um, just something I started appreciating lately where if you're starting to prepare what you're going to say and starting to prepare in your head the story that's going to come out, you're actually not, you spend all that time not really listening to what's being shared. So if you're mentally rehearsing, you're not fully present. And if you're preparing your response in some way, some sometimes it it's, gets in the way of you actually being able to do the reflective listening as well. Does that make sense? And if you're not sure what reflective listening, we'll talk another time. But um, but but mentally rehearsing is is something that is a, a problem I always have. I always want to come back with saying something brilliant. And uh, I've been learning more and more that it's less important to sound brilliant or to solve a problem than it is to just be present to the problem and to be present to the person. Mm -hmm. And that's so much stronger. Um, affirm each other, I think this speaks to the fact that just showing up that day is a lot and meeting everyone knowing that everyone's doing the best they can be at the moment at that moment and appreciating that there's um and then keep it here share with permission is just to respect privacy i think is um important to just know that uh um we can create spaces where people feel like they're they're going to just have full disclosure on how their stuff is going to be used um well, that being said, we have some discussion questions to jump into, and we do want to use this time to engage and discuss. So again, I would love to see mics flying open and closed. Um, so we wanted to also bring into the conversation, what if I can't sing? Um, and here you are dealing with two facilitators that are working mainly in singing. <laughs> um, so I wanted to take a moment to acknowledge this question. Does anyone feel uh, that they um, have a reaction to this that they want to share or a feedback? Feel free to let me know and let me know your thoughts of what's going on when you see this. Um, some of you make sure that this is familiar to you. Some of you might share that this is something you've run into with your clients when you're trying to get them to sing or something like this. Um, so, so feel free to start interjecting here with your thoughts. But I do want to say this. I'll set the space up by saying, you're talking to the wrong guy if you tell me that you can't sing. <laughs> um, I will say, and I, it's funny because I actually use this a lot when I'm working with clients. I'll be on the streets of Skid Row trying to be recruiting people for doing outreach, recruiting for programs. And uh, people will just say, I can't sing. And I have to remind you, did your four-year-old self ever say that to you? When you were three and a half years old, did you ever say out loud, well, I can't sing. I don't have the ability to sing. Not <laughs> once. 
the <laughs> no stop. Uh, hopefully, your childhood selves. Maybe I maybe I shouldn't assume, but but what I found is a majority of early childhood children don't have a concept of thinking that singing is something that you're able to do or not able to do. And that for the most part, through most results, and Kate can speak to this even more because she works with early childhood um, family programming all the time, that there is no concept of good or bad singing. It, And let me just be clear that good or bad is really the only question that people are actually asking. There's not, I can't sing. There's the fear that I cannot sing well enough to fit in or to be approved of. Um, and I want to like separate the concept of singing and performing again. You'll see me continue to do that guillotine chop right here. Performing is very different. And sometimes I felt like like the voice in American Idol and has actually been toxic in some ways, especially in the first few seasons when they really like to show the bad auditions or whatever. Uh, it's been very toxic in, in, in our industry, unfortunately, and not just industry of music, but specifically industry of community singing and getting people to use singing as an entry point to healing because it's just given everyone the stereotype that you're being judged um and also let's let's say something that's really true your voice is the most naked thing you've got it is, naked, it is underneath the skin and is the one thing that's behind the skin and behind everything that makes up your physical body that then you have to put out into the world it is such a vulnerable experience to be having your voice be heard in that way. I mean, there's a lot of people with anxiety of just public speaking, let alone even singing, which, you know, we have to acknowledge that. So I think that it's such a vulnerable part of us that that's why it's also such a valuable asset to accessing what's inside. It's such a, a avenue. It's such the root in. I don't want to say that percussion or body percussion or drumming is not a root in. That is too as very much so. And there's so and there's instruments and musical musical instrument um, work can be done. And and Kate and I have worked in that world as well. The reason why the last thing I'm going to say is the reason why we're coming with you so much singing is it's you don't need any tools. You don't need anything but just yourself to show up. And that's why we work with community singing so much. And we're bringing this as the frontline addressing of music and, and healing, okay? So yes, it, it could feel vulnerable. Yes, we have these stigmas of someone who told you at some point that you can't sing, which most, I hope 99% of the time was not you that ever told you that you couldn't sing. It was someone else. Some, And then that you carried through your childhood, you or your client or whomever. And then finally, if we can just let that go and let that stay behind the door right there, then we can actually access what is a naked and vulnerable space faster and more authentically than lots of other forms of art. That's my speech. Kate, you want to add anything? And anybody want to come, come with their thoughts or reflections, please do. Just keep hearing in my, as you're talking, I just keep hearing resistance in, in, in my mind coming up, you know, my own resistance, someone else's resistance, so I can't sing. And, and that's, a, oh, I, I like to respond to, to that with that, my, my sort, of, sort of signature, yes, 
and like, yes, all right, that's how it feels right now. And what else um, can we do in a way of freeing, freeing ourselves uh, of that? Like, what if, what would it be like if that wasn't true? Um, I don't know, I just am thinking about that right now. And the, the way in is breath and the sigh and the, and the hum um, and those ways are, are, are ways in to, uh, to, to bring us into the body and out of the, out of the mind that might keep us in the can't. So to that point, um, I want to just name that there are three stages that we even think about sometimes having to unleash a voice that's been suppressed or finding a voice. Uh, I want, we're, I'm going to share with you a template that's, that's very specific to the programs Kate and I have created in Skid Row, including our program called Neighborhood Sing. And, and the kind of the trajectory clients come through our programs. And one is they first, when they step into the room and they've never been in our program before and they're coming off the street, some of them literally off the street, are just taking a moment to find their own voice again, to be able to find a space that's safe, that's welcoming, not going to judge their voice. Some of them have a great voice and they've just been waiting to be heard because they've been so invisible for so long. And some of them, again, they're carrying a, a I can't sing kind of stigma with them. Um, or this is not for me, and this is not my thing. And they've never even heard themselves sing. I have clients, I they've never heard themselves try to sing a note before. And one thing that I'm very proud of is that we have people in our program that have moved from literally not knowing, that, not truly thinking they couldn't sing, never tried to even hum a melody they thought they weren't capable. They didn't approach it. And now they're singing in our performance choir and have gone from singing what, what, what was a one note range of mon monotone <laughs> to now a full octave of an upper and a middle and a lower range and following the melodies and harmonizing. And it, they, they do it. I'm talking full grown adults older than the age of 60 who've turned themselves around within the matter of two years just by just by deepening their experience with it all. Um, so I feel like some of our students and pr program participants are living proof that there's no such thing as can't sing. And in this case, proof of finding their, their voice. What's powerful about community singing is then you find it in relationship to others. It's not just about finding your own voice, but how does my voice kind of blend? How does it harmonize? Those are musical terms, but truly like just the way that we were putting our jigsaw puzzle of our color fugue together, our chant together. It's in relationship and time sets the structure for that. And all of a sudden we're listening and responding all at the same time. Again, that beautiful symbiotic experience that happens through singing rather than even in conversation. Um, and then finding voice in relationship to society is then the, the for you, where you take it with you. And whether that's homework and that the exercise they're doing later, or in case of our case, we they come to the choir and they start performing. They start getting in front of audiences and singing and they feel so empowered. So so that's our three stages of finding voice. Kate, do you want to say anything to that before I move on? 
I do, because uh, you're speaking about Urban Voices Project, and that is one area of our of our work. But I also um, am working in Sing for Yourself, which is um, this idea of finding individual voice, like this the practice that I that that I do it with with the groups that I work with is just the idea of what we've done in the beginning, like find just singing for yourself, finding the vibration of the voice in the body, seeing what what comes up, what's interesting, and then becomes like, oh, can we have can we extend this into something that is uh, more like a conversation? Um, and and then um, and then I'm hearing how it generalizes into people's lives over time as a practice finding some aspect of, of singing for ourselves and and using the voice as part of whatever other practices or self-care that we do. I hear people say, you know, I've never was able to do this before, but I stood up for myself when I was at this situation and I, I heard myself saying what I needed to say, and I've never done that before. And I really feel there's a direct connection between creating opportunities for people to explore the voice and be heard, acknowledged, to share it, it, it will make it, it can be, it can be really making significant impact um, in other areas of people's lives. Another discussion question we wanted to get out of the, um, not out of the way, but to address and get in front of um, before we go into more of the practice in the second hour. What if music is not an entry point? which is a strong statement. And as you probably can tell from Kate and myself, I personally don't know if I would even accept that. So I changed the question to be, when is it the entry point? Um, when does music enter the process? So another, and, and one of the templates I work in as well as, so Kate works in a different template. I also work with um, Teal, which is a LACO, the Los Angeles County Office of Education. And I'm working with teachers as well. And then it goes from like teacher room, teachers to classroom to also then the advocacy of getting it, the advocacy for the arts in the, in the district. But um, I'm gonna, we're gonna use another Skid Row um, template here to just kind of share with you a little bit of what happens. So when we have some, we have in, in Skid Row, in, 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 I don't know, if this is just a colloquial term or if it's um, formalized anywhere. But with our team and our outreach workers, we talk about Skid Row 1, 2, and 3. And Skid Row 1 for us is those that are unhoused um, in extreme chaos um, level on the street. They're in their tents, they're on a sidewalk, they're on, or they're in a only an uh, overnight shelter where they get kicked out in the morning. Um, they're in such a a transitional state when people that's skid row one skid row two people have just gotten into a longer term program like a at least a 30-day program or a three-month program or a six-month program or they've gotten to a couch or a friend's house that they know they have some stabilization for a little bit of a while while they can focus on um what's next uh it's it's, it's still transitional but it's they're they're off the streets at this point um th there's not the same immediate risk that they're going to be on the street that night um, and three is those that finally were able to get permanent housing. Um, so the thing though about permanent housing is that there's still so many lack of wraparound services that you can still relapse back to two, back to one even. Um, it, we've seen it happen and we still see it happen all the time, right? 
So that's why just because you got permanent housing doesn't mean your process is is done. Um, so we want to say that like in, in our world, we have a program called Neighborhood Sing that's perfect for Skid Row One because it's a drop in friendly program and they can come one month and we don't see them for six weeks and then they can come another month and every class is a standalone experience. Also, after some time, they find that we are a stable source of consistency for them. So eventually, as they are stepping into their second part, and, and so in, in the first, in the beginning, it's just about finding the connection and then assessment. Um, I think that that's our opportunity to introduce ourselves to the client, our opportunity to just get a little bit of getting to know, getting them in our system a little bit. Um, at two, when, when we see this pattern that when they're getting a little bit into their first step into some more longer term housing, um, into a more stable situation, that's when they also start to show up on a weekly basis for our programs as well. And they move into this form of recovery. And then we also can enter them for, again, I'm using UVP, but uh, that we are able to enter them in an onboarding process for uh, the, our performance program or enter some of our other classes that are slightly more tiered in curriculum. And this aligns with their support and recovery journey. Three is they've finally found housing. And now in our programs, they're able to join the, for example, our more professional performance choir, which has professional standards of expectations of how you show up and how we go and we even tour and perform. Um, and they, at this place, it's also programs that are expecting attendance in a stronger way but it serves to their resilience building. It serves to them having more agency um, over themselves, the, the, keeping themselves from relapsing back to two or one. So we wanted to bring that into a lens and context. Instead of asking the question of like, what if music's not the entry point, maybe taking a look at this and realizing that it's more, more of a question we can ask of when, when is music? And when is arts the entry point for you? And how would this translate into your programs, into your relationship with your clients? Um, I hope this is helpful. Kate, do you want to drop in anything before we guess have to go to a break? No, I think this just sets a stage of, of you know, the ways that we're thinking about this, not just, uh, well, the way that we're thinking about this in a concrete way, um, as, we've, as we've observed it ourselves and as we imagine that you are. Um, also experiencing the possibilities with your um, with your client relations. What we were going to see and read the space today about um, those that might even take um, a moment to try to lead one of these and we can do some role playing and then also share reflections on how that felt to hold that space and facilitate that space. Um, and then we can kind of talk about it. So we have this exercise, uh, just like the one that we did in the beginning. Last week, we also asked the question, what emotion is in a sigh? Um, but we also now delineated, if you could see here, there is um, specific instructions. So you could see there's the how to kind of go step by step by step to just get the beginnings of this exercise going for yourself, um, for yourself and the client, etc. Um, 
so there's invite a sigh into the space, basically just inviting people to sigh with you. <sighs> Creating structure by providing a time. You can tap, snap, but basically let's sigh for a count to four. Um, and then holding that space for the time. Um, evolving the sigh into adding voice. So when we did a <sighs> is without voice and then <sighs> with voice. And then take even that, pausing right there, that's already the beginning of basically using sigh and vibration and bringing them to a space. And then if you want to go further, you can play with tone and dynamics like we did. So you can take a sigh and hold it. Ah. And dynamics meaning that you can also work with like, do you want to go for a full breath sigh? Ah. Scream therapy a little bit. Ah! <laughs> or do you want to go more like just allowing to play back and forth and do one and then the other <sighs> and hold space for either one um we're not going to use this space to volunteer anyone but um i did want to just say that what we'll do if we're finding that it's feeling a little bit of a brave push to see if anyone wants to do this is that i'm going to ask if maybe we can do it as a shared experience and the, what i tend to do too and when i'm in groups and there's people that are feeling like this is a lot um is sometimes i say well let's take a group of us like a small group and then we can kind of do it together or split up the burden so we're feeling like it's not so performative but you know to be honest the way this feels sometimes is it can be feeling like uh oh i have to get up and perform so i want to remind us that this is the space where also we're this is the right space to make a mistake, to try something where you feel like you have to improvise and also where you can not know what you're doing and just say, I don't know what I'm doing. Could you hold my hand through this again? So I just want to re remind us of that space, um, that this is that we want to hold that container for you. Um, you know, we have other uh, and by the way, you know, these slides are for you to use, you know, and take home with you so you can pr continue practicing this work. But another one was the what we did at this so we did it we modeled it for you earlier which was like taking the colors right and creating a chant that we did out of that so we gave some moment for pattern for pattern to take over the brain and rhythmic pattern taking over the brain what i love about it what i love about what happens when you start focusing on pattern and time your brain starts to let go of everything else it's thinking about because half of the time it's just like, I got to keep on the pattern. <laughs> and so what happens when you create chant and pattern is it really can cleanse and clear. Um, so, you know, I was wondering, we were wondering if maybe um, we can have another pair or, or individual that would be interested in trying to lead this. And you can um, follow the instructions here and we can guide you, Kate and I can guide you through just, um, but it would be inviting words from the participants we used colors if you have a, a icebreaker word or an engagement or something that can be a measurement a temper taking temperature of where that client is that you if you want to ask directly for the emotion if you want to ask about um, a number for example we always do ranking of where are you at between one and ten is another way that we can engage um, and take a moment to monitor what's happening um, and then invite them to write it down. In this case, write it in the chat. Um, and, and invite them to say it out loud because just opening the mics and speaking and or speaking to what we're wanting to say is is 
needs bravery, right? And sometimes you can just say, like, put in three words of something that's happening in the room where you are. So the cat is purring. You know, it may, it may at first seem to have nothing to do with what your, you know, your, your topic is or your goal or your objective, but it's just like something that's happening in the room where you are right now and write that in the chat. Absolutely. I think the disclosures of people in the in our homes or in our office spaces that make it hard to do these things, some, that could be a great <laughs> Zoom, Zoom based. Uh, and also, I don't mean it just for Zoom. Kate also is a, uses this exercise for just in person as well. Right. And it's it, it's a it's a nice moment sometimes, uh, as Martin was saying about how serious we can get sometimes. And there's a moment of just say something that's true right now, or this jacket is blue, something like that, that at first seems maybe not on topic. But then when we put it into a chant, sometimes the, the sort of the, the magic of art and symbols and this kind of and poetry uh, can come up. Absolutely. And then you could just repeat in any pattern feels natural to just repeat some of these words. And the minute you repeat, the minute you repeat creates pattern. The minute you repeat creates pattern. The minute you repeat creates pattern. The minute you repeat, see? So if you take a moment to say it and then establish it, and then you can invite the client to say it with you. And if you have the ability that you would like to add some time to it, the minute, and all it could be is just you you tap just in the beginning of the pattern. Um, tap at the beginning of the pattern. Tap at the beginning of the pattern. Tap at the beginning of the pattern. Hey, tap at the beginning of the pattern. We got it. Tap at the beginning of the pattern. What? Okay. I, so you know what I mean? It just, it happens. It's, it's time. Okay, I was getting giddy. I, you know, one thing we didn't even have on this slide, but it should be the same as the last one, which is... So what's going on in the room? What did it yeah. And Rebecca and Melinda, maybe you can ask. We've got Sydney here too with us. We've got Bridget here with us. Maybe you can we can role play a little bit and ask the question. So what happened? What what's the what's the feeling? Has the feelings changed? Are they amplified? Are they cooled down? Are we in the hot? Are we in the cold? Are we in the warm? <laughs> when I get into something like that, I always take it a little bit longer then I feel comfortable. Like as soon as I start to think, oh, maybe we should end it, I go a little bit longer with it to see what else, you know, unfolds. And then, um, especially in the in music therapy world and in, in with children, I've come up with this, uh, this, and now get ready to stop. So there's a get ready and now get ready to stop and then some way that you get people to look and then everyone can end together is really helpful so everyone try that try that with me for a second and now get ready to stop beautiful one more time and now get ready to stop beautiful Liev, do you have another way that you typically do that? No, I think that it's also good to set disclosures, but this this brings in different levels of skills too, you know, which I totally acknowledge. But a disclosure of like when I'm going to show this symbol, we use this in music a lot. This symbol means we're coming to the end of it, and it's going to be our last time. 
Um, so, you know, you can also share it kind of a little bit of language ahead of time that helps hold the structure of the space a little bit. You know, it, it, there's different paces that you might go at different clients and some people might really do well with going very slow pace with a lot of disclosures so we know when this is going to end and, and begin and, and what the process will be and you might want to outline that with them from beginning. There might be the other kind of experiences where improvisation and flow is actually going to be the way in. Um, maybe that it's just about, let's just be react. let's not rehearse, let's just be here together and be authentic. And I, I wanna try this, let's try this together and see where it goes. And then that might be the way in. Um, but as far as like the improv, if you're going in that route and you're not setting up the disclosures, I do think that, um, you know, you also can be like, if if it comes to you, you could find a way to like work it in. Like, um, even in the middle, you can stop for a second and like, dance break, and then like, <laughs> that's how you like move out from the pattern. And then finishing move, everyone, ready, pose. <laughs> you know, it's like a lot more fun than you think sometimes to just let it be a little bit spontaneous. Um, I, dance break's a good tool for that. Uh, I always just, you know, I say when I'm working with youth, I, I always say like, and get ready to take a bow. Mm -hmm. you know? Even though I know I said that we're separating performance and, and singing or performance and rhythm, something about bow is a still acknowledgement of the beautiful effort that just went into something, less so about connecting it to performance, but, and take a bow. And there's just a little, mm -hmm in all of this you know yes i mean let's just do it together everybody ladies and gentlemen take a bow do not say how oh, i like that i like the hands <laughs> and just some people to the left to the right mm -hmm. the way those in the back in the popcorn yeah, <laughs> yeah. i mean you and, did, there's so much play in this i wanted to add and again, you know, we're, we spend so much time being so serious and so heavy and, and in different settings where I've been in music therapy, um, people would come pa past my room or they would listen to like, you sound like you're having a lot of fun. Are you getting any work done? Mm -hmm. And I, I have to point out that the play, the fun is the sign that this is working. It's that that's the outcome. The outcome that you're seeing is is because there is engagement and these are the other goals that we're meeting. And that's what you're seeing when you look like we're just having fun. There's a lot else going on. And, you know, I, I just want to continue with the lens of, of the different contexts we shared earlier. And one of them is like, when is music the access point? I'm going to say something just very specific to, to us right now. Could we have been on camera bowing, um, doing these gestures and being silly if if Kate and I asked you to do this 10 minutes into last week's very first training? It would have been maybe for those that are extremely brave, been like, bring it on. But for a lot of a lot of people in general, you know, it's takes time to sometimes create the space where you get there. The play might not happen right away. And I, I do keep resonating with what Martin said that, you know, sometimes it takes a little bit of conversation discussion um, and, and it, before you can get to play, that might happen. Maybe play is not the first thing. But right now, I'm already feeling I am as a facilitator 
am already feeling like there's been a success in this space with there's i know there's a plethora of people who are listening with their cameras off and they've been typing in the chat or putting the emoji buttons so i see you as well and i'm seeing the people who have been able who have had the ability to come on camera um it's just being able to play with you right now i'm going to walk away at one o'clock being like this was so much fun um so i'm noticing also Liev, i'm noticing the time and i wonder um which direction you want to go in next well we had one more one engagement activity we were going to introduce the mad libs one mm -hmm. um, also have the mood playlist just a review but the mad libs was the one we wanted to take some time on and then we um can go towards some questions and discussion to close up at the end uh, and then we also have our rise again moment which can you guys right. what that is um, and one one of the one of the one of the things that we really wanted to do this during this training <clears throat> when we were talking with the team is give you at least three activities, music engagement activities that you can do. And I just wanted to review. We've done the sigh, we've done the chant, um, we've done song share, which we did last time. Was it which is a familiar song, and you can do you know listening sounds a little bit like Melinda's music theory um, group. Uh, so lyric analysis, we'll, we'll, we have a slide on that, we'll show you later as well. Um, we invited you to explore making a playlist, a mood playlist, a mood groove. And then here's, here's one more, um, which, is, which is songwriting. And um, there are different levels of this, again, making it really accessible to people who might not um, consider themselves you know, active musicians, that you can write songs, but here's a way in. And you can take it again to different levels. Um, so, uh, Mad Libs. Does every does everyone know what Mad Libs are? <clears throat> Where you take a you take a song and then you take out certain keywords, and then you put in your own words and you use that as a songwriting um, uh, exercise game, uh, and then you basically create the song um, yourselves and, and, and create some ownership of it. Um, this particular activity refers back to uh, a group that I told you about last week, um, UCLA Arts and Healing. Uh, they have a social, social emotional arts training program. Um, and then uh, and this, this is one of the activities that they have in their handbook, uh, but it's, it's, a very, it's a very typical music therapy um, activity that anyone can, can engage in. So we decided to take Lean On Me. And, and does everyone, you raise your hand if you know this song. So pain is the real lyric, but what else, what if you're facilitating a group or a session with someone and what, what we all have, what, what's an emotion, what's a feeling that everyone has. 
If you want to get even more specific, you can put the word, you know, emotion underneath or object or verb, noun, you know, um, person's name. So we all have. So here we go. Let's let's look either in the chat. Is it already the chat is already on fire? Maybe. Oh, not yet. Um, so what's what's a word? No, you're, well, there we go. Trials, stress, joy, joy. Well, we might have to we might have to choose joy in this moment because we got joy twice. All right. So some some times in our lives we all have joy. Okay, and let's use um, let, let's use um, we all have trials. Because trials also incorporate stress, right? Yes, totally. Trials. Um, but if we are wise, we know that there's what? Now in the in the, the real lyrics are always tomorrow. But here in this in this group with us just now, if we are wise, we know that there's Da 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 da. Five syllables. Some times in our lives, we all have joy. We all have trials. But if we are wise, we know that there's happiness and smiles lean on me when you're not what sad okay i'll be your friend i'll help you lean on me when you're i feel like we should say when you're sad <laughs> yeah yeah okay great Tell me when you're sad, and I'll be your friend. When you are sad, and I'll be your friend. I'll help you get through or hold on. Well, let's see. Yeah, right. What? I'll help you. What do we need when we're sad? Maybe. I like that too, Bat Bridget. I mean, Richard. Make it through. Make it. Search for, Search for hope. Right, so, and we can do more than one verse through, right? So we can make one be make it through. We can do another time search, second time through search for hope. Um, for it won't be long till I'm gonna need, lean on me when, you're, when you are sad and I'll be your friend. I'll help you make it through. I'll help you search for hope. For it won't be long till I'm gonna need choices, make it through or search for hope. You guys wanna try one more time? Sometimes, sometimes in our lives, joy. We all have joy. We all have trials. We are wise and smiles. We know that happiness. Lean on me when you're sad. 
I'll be your friend. Thanks for and just remember that you don't have to have piano skills. You can totally do acapella. And if you want to make some piano skills happen, there's things called karaoke tracks. You can pull those up on YouTube, by the way. And you can just run the karaoke like a DJ. Again. One more time. Yeah. You know I me. Mean? Uh, sometimes you come to the top. Whoa. Times in our lives, we all have joy. We all have joy. We all have joy. But, but, if we are wise, happiness and smiles, we all have joy. Happiness and smiles, we all have when you are sad, I'll be your friend. I'll help you search for hope. We won't be long. I'm gonna need friends to help carry me through. Carry, carry me through, yeah. Sing it a couple more times, Carrie. Carrie, carry me through. 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 Beautiful. And like I was saying before, if you're not piano playing or guitar playing, you just throw on a YouTube karaoke track and be DJ. It's just as good, just as powerful, and just as exciting. Really, really fun. Wow, that was great. Well done, everyone. Really well done. And that and that bit at the end when we started to play around, you know, um, you know, carry me through. That's that's the improvisation part. That's how you're there and together in the moment and seeing where it goes. You know, that that's the improvisation part too. Absolutely. I'm gonna just take us through the rest of the slides so we can just have a few minutes of of breathing time and if there's any last questions to close. But this was the song share. We put it like this so that when you get the slides, you can have it really clear in the action steps on the left and you can try it yourself. Um, and uh, just like anything else we've done, you could take a song title, bring the lyrics in, use our slides if you'd like. We'll be happy for you to use them. Um, we have the mood groove, one of my favorites. Um, what mood, goal, title, again, this is the one we kind of discussed at the end of last week, and we're not taking time today to go into this, but grab one mood that's going on or ask a mood that someone wants or, you know, and then be like, okay, what's your three songs for that? You know, what's your playlist for that? And then take a time to, to share a little bit of a portion of those, you know, songs with each other. Um, and just write it down, get it to be, you know, part of their, uh, put it in their wallet, 
sometimes just looking at this looking at your playlist even if it's written on paper if you know if you don't if your client doesn't have their phone a smartphone or for whatever reason they don't have the ability to go and get the songs happening when they're on their own the for use part just put the title of the songs they'll, they'll remember them they'll start singing along um this is the mood groove uh exercise that we put in the arts skid row arts magazine that we do um so you can see all the different group moods the Mood Booster, the Focus Playlist, the Holding Back Tears Playlist, the Love Letters Playlist, the Getting It Done Playlist, the Let It Out and Roar, the Just Dance, the Breathe In, Out and Chill. <laughs> Nostalgia Playlist, you know, these are all different ways that you can kind of get in. So this is available to you too. Um, Kate, I'll let you speak to this slide and then we'll Sure. Um, this is just the, the list of the music-centered engagements that we have discussed, the power of sigh, the chant, songwriting, song share, and uh, mood groove playlists. Um, and on the right, here are some other things, you know, maybe, maybe if, if you're also uh, working with people or you are someone who loves to explore other arts, you know, you've got storytelling and poetry and humor, um, comedy, drama, dance and movement, drawing, painting. So just understanding all of these arts are available and we're all going to be playing with listening and improvisation, body percussion. Um, the next three slides are, are just a larger version of what's going to be on the handout uh, that that we that that you get, which are just different resources to look further into music therapy, how music is um, is effective uh, to handle different uh, emotions and different challenges. Some of the things we discussed before, social emotional learning, ACEs. These are links that can get you more information on those. And something that I think is really um, uh, important for us to to be looking around and, and exploring in the research right now is. How is music um, enhancing or helping us transform mood? You know, though, there's some interesting articles about violence in music. There's uh, also in, 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 in terms of sadness and how do, how do we help our clients um, to work through and with the, the emotions and the mental health challenges that they have. So lots of interesting research going on right now that I wanted you to be aware of. We wanted you to be aware of. So um, if you ever have any more questions for us, this is, does not have to be the end of your guys' questions and discussions of these great topics. You always feel free to reach out. Um, you'll have better chance reaching out to me actually at the Urban Voices website than the Teal Arts one, although I, you might be able to find me. But the Teal Arts, I put that there because there's some great resources of some other PDs, uh, professional development trainings I've done there as well. Um, that you can see some of the work in the educational realm. Um, Kate's website that she discussed that you can get all the information about her work. And Kate and I are both working together as co-executive leaders of the uh, Urban Voices Project. Um, if you ever want to know more about that work, of course, you, any of this stuff, please reach out to us. And we've appreciated this time with you. It's been a pleasure to get to know you, but even bigger pleasure to get to play with you. Um, don't be a stranger, please, and get in touch with us. We'd love to we'd love to continue making music with you all and making space for music for all of the people that you guys now get to touch and get to work with.